1: Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: This is a CBC Podcast. Welcome to Sick Boy, a podcast where we talk about what it's like to be sick. This week's guest is John. He's a financial advisor at Atlantic Credit Union. Let's talk about it. Uh, well, John, I'm super, super stoked to get into this conversation. Actually, you know what? Now I'm gonna—I say that a lot with most of our guests. <laughs> I'm gonna be, and and usually when I say that, I'm quite honest. Uh, I'm—I'll be very honest. I'm a little nervous about this conversation, and the reason being is that um, we're gonna—we're gonna talk a lot about uh, money and financial planning and financials. Uh, those things. Dun, dun. Fucking freak me out big time, dude. I have a, I have a really bad relationship with money. Yeah, I just want to say,
0: the other day we were texting <laughs> and uh, and we're texting about like sick boy financials, and Taylor's like. Taylor's done a lot of research into this lately, and he Taylor sends sends this lengthy text with this uh, uh, like financial jargon in it, and and I'm like reading through, and I make my best effort to like understand it, and I I I write back, okay, great. Jerry writes back, great. When you uh, when you understand this a little bit better, to put it to me in layman's terms, then that would be great. Until then, I'm just going to choose to be ignorant about. And at the head of my message, I I went.
3: And at the head of my message, I went. I'm going to put this as simply as I possibly can. (laughs) And look, Jerry was like, simplify that a little bit further. so I read that, and, I, and when I read it, I was like, a lot of this
4: doesn't make sense to me. It was over my head. It, was, know, it was in a, text. We need to have that conversation face-to-face. Yeah, face. it's a face-to-face yeah. face kind of thing. But you know what? E- even even before this, we started recording, uh, Taylor and John, you two were kind of talking about um i don't know cpp like what i don't even know i don't even know what that is but you guys were talking about whatever that is and i you're going to know by the end of
3: this episode I was, I was sitting
4: here going man this is stressing me out cuz i don't know what this is but here's the thing here's why financials financial planning and money stress me out a i'm bad at math and b i've had this weird relationship with money in that i and and i think we'll probably get pretty deep into this but The majority of my life, I've lived thinking that I'm not going to live very long compared to your average Joe. And so I've never really had to, when I was young, I never chose to think about the importance of like being smart about your financial decisions in life. Because in my mind, it was like, well, why the fuck would I do that? I'm not going to be around like to worry about that. I don't need to save money. Save money for what? I'm never going to retire. I won't, be, I won't be around. I'm now 30 years old, and I'm starting <laughs> to see. <uh-oh. laughs> I'm living longer than I thought I would. And I'm starting to realize, oh, Jer, you, you kind of fucked up maybe.
0: Or your wife's like, uh, Jer, yeah. um, this is becoming a pain in the ass for me. Well, and that was
4: a thing, right? So, so we'll get into all that stuff. But first, John, why don't you tell us about who you are and uh and what we're what we're hopefully going to dive into today,
1: yeah hey, and that's uh it, it, those feelings you're certainly not alone in 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 thinking that way right because it's, it's so many times that's the case or or it's something that's that's scary, and that's you know, and you're kind of talking about a little bit there. Like these are things that I don't understand, or or Jeremy put that in layman's terms, or don't come back anymore. Like yeah, yeah. So yeah, right. you can put that in layman's terms. Yeah, and that's that's really where the role of the advisor comes in, right? And 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 we were talking a little bit too. Sometimes you're just getting snippets from family, and, and you're kind of putting all these things <laughs> together. And that's that's what we have to go on, right? So the the main thing is that the that the advisor's position is is to be able to to step in there and put those things in exactly those terms, right? I mean, just just like any job, I mean, that's that's the role is to be able to take it to, to everybody else within society and play your role within that and make sure that 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 they everybody ha- has that. Wrap their head yeah, it. it's it, crazy.
0: You you spend like so many years of your life studying this, and then you have a one hour meeting with a client, and they're like, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, okay, here's all the things I
1: studied for my entire. Yeah. life life <laughs> and here's what it means to you in your life. Well, and it's funny you say that because that's that's half the stressful part in, in preparing for this podcast a little bit because I, I was kind of going through some of the things and I'm thinking oh man, I'd really like to talk about this and I'd like to talk about that too. And you're going, holy shit, Like I have six pages of notes here and yeah, right. an hour to talk about, right? right. So yeah. there's so many different things that that you can chat about but the great thing is there's so many resources and, and, and I mean this in itself I mean this is furthering that conversation so I mean how many people are going to listen to this podcast Uh, and think about things maybe in a way that they hadn't before. So you guys Mm -hmm. play a really important role in that. So it's Mm -hmm. super cool that you're doing this. So are Uh, you a financial planner?
4: Is that, or or sorry, uh, uh, what is your role?
1: Yeah, uh, well, right now I'm working with uh, Valley Credit Union, I guess for the last three years. And I worked in another financial institution for five years prior to that. And uh, so uh, through that, I've kind of worked on furthering education. It's not necessarily something that you have to do uh, once you're uh, uh, you're, uh, uh, part of uh, an institution, (laughs) but I, I, Earn my uh, personal financial planning designation so that's something that takes a, a little a little bit of a step further uh, and you kind of get uh, just more and more knowledge to be able to work into your conversations and provide people mm-hmm. a, a, a deeper uh more more advice anyway mm-hmm. uh so that's that's largely what i do so down in down in bridgetown anyway i uh i uh I manage a, sp- a small branch that we have down in bridgetown nova scotia beautiful town that's uh,
3: bridgetown is beautiful
1: it's yeah it's a great little spot lots of exciting things going on down there i see uh, there's some of the uh, breweries that you guys are involved around with mm-hmm. here uh, down here and so exciting down there we've got one down there luns brewery now so there's there's a local Sweet. one that uh, that i can <laughs> drop into which yeah. is always really nice that's probably where you have a lot of your meetings yeah, <laughs> any excuse. Yeah. Let's grab a pint. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so that's uh, so that's what I do uh, down in Bridgetown, uh, working for the credit union. Okay, what's the what, like? What is the credit union? Like, what is the what is is. Is it a bank?
4: Like, how does that, what is What is a credit union?
1: Well, there was, there was a lot of that in the news over the last uh, year and a half, a little bit. kind of, It kind of came out that credit unions couldn't use bank, uh, or the term bank, or banking. Right. And, uh, but uh, but credit union is actually a full-service financial institution. We have lots of different banking products, and actually uh, the, the exact same, or I shouldn't say the exact same, but we have the same... Uh, <laughs> I say not exactly the same, and then I say the yeah, same. Yeah. It's
3: but, not exactly the same, but it's exactly the same. <laughs> to the person on
1: the street, it's going to be... Yeah, I mean, it's it's your full service. I mean, you you, you know, mutual funds, loans, mortgages, <coughs> uh, everything that you would do at a regular right. bank, you would find at a credit union. But the, the major difference is that uh, credit union, instead of being a for-profit corporation, is that we're actually, we're set up as a cooperative. Um, so the, the number one goal, I mean, yeah, you got to make money, you got to keep the doors open, you got to be able to invest in employees. And and all those sorts of things. But at the end of the day, the number one goal is not profit in itself. Right. Okay. Okay, so <clears throat> let's
4: let's take this to a, a place where, where um, this might have been be- beneficial for Jeremy at 17, 18, about to graduate high school, going to university. Uh, this might have benefited him back then. Even though there's no possible way that this ever will do that, because that's the past and we can't rewind okay. time. So for, for yes. a
0: seventeen year old right now yeah, today, yeah, exactly.
4: who is possibly living with illness that, you know, shortens their life
0: expectancy.
3: Yeah. And, and their they name
4: might make- be Jeremy, and they might be from lower sackle.
3: <laughs> or or somebody who's who's fucking forty-five or fifty and has never paid attention to the shit and is sick. Or the everyday person who's totally healthy and could be sick at any moment in their entire yes, life. Yes.
4: So the first question would be. Uh, let's say someone is looking to, and maybe, maybe this is such a bananas question because it's so broad, but like say someone's going, all right, I want to be smart about my future in terms of like building up like a strong financial foundation for future you know, financial planning, what are some, what are some of the, like the first key steps that you would tell someone, all right, here's, here are the
1: ducks that you need to get in a row mm. to, to be on track for that. Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it's hard because there's so many things going on in that part of life. I mean, you're mm. thinking about what you're going to do after school. There's so <laughs> many different things going on to, to then throw that on top of it. You're kind of, you're focusing on school or whatever it may be that your plans are million different things going on. But, but the, the number one thing is is educate yourself as much as possible. Right. Um, And, and, and I mean, I I was so lucky growing up. I mean, I had family, Uh, I mean, my mom, I can still remember taking me to her appointments at the bank. And I, I mean, in, in talking with other people now, I recognize how, how rare that was and how lucky I was to have that experience. Um, But for me, uh, the bank wasn't an an intimidating place to go because of that. Mm. Um, So, I mean, even having a general awareness that that's, that's definitely the place to start and make sure that it's something that you do look into a little bit, um, outside of that is that because that that really leads into the ability to be able to start early Um, and you know especially when you're going to school uh, you have student loans you're probably not looking immediately at at trying to put money into an rsp or a tax-free savings account right away Um, but uh, but there's some real keys there to be able to to start early to make sure you're aware of what those that foundation is so whether it's investing uh, or insurance. I mean, because it's it's never really too early to get insurance. I mean, the number one rule with that is uh, is get it when you're young and mm. and get it when you're healthy because it's so much easier at that point.
4: Specifically, you're talking about health insurance,
1: yeah, I or, mean,
4: or life insurance.
1: Uh, well, it's or and th- tons of different ones. See, I guess, like yeah. disability I've,
0: and I've actually been really interested in this lately because um, I just went to the dentist uh, oh, the last yeah. the last <laughs> couple yeah. weeks, dude. Fuck man, it's been a huge pain in the ass. Um, <laughs> and a pain
3: in your teeth. In yeah. <laughs> and
0: and actually so um uh, my parents got divorced when I was 15 yeah. and my dad had dental and I didn't really end up like using that after they separated. So I hadn't been to the dentist in ages. And um when I was about 23, I was living in Dubai and I was making pretty good money and I was actually spending more um, enjoying myself on the weekends, let's say, rather than <laughs> rather than like taking care of my health, right? So I had this one particular morning. It was like a Sunday morning after a, a big night out, and I thought, man, I'm spending so much money partying when I could be taking care of myself better. Yeah. So I decided that day to book a, a dentist appointment because I hadn't been in so long. <laughs> so I went and got a teeth cleaning, and and surprisingly, things were looking okay. Uh, so I went every After six months. After a decade of not, yeah, for real <laughs> yes. though. So so I moved back home um, about three years ago, and again I hadn't been to the dentist in a few years. So a couple of weeks ago, I had almost the same revelation and, and booked a dentist appointment. I went in. They're like, "Oh, you need X-rays? Okay, I'll get X-rays." The bill for my first appointment was like three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. I was like, "Man, that's pretty steep. No insurance." go in next the next week to get a, a cover put on my tooth that they found out I kind of needed after that first one. Again, week later, $150. So I'm at like $500 in two weeks for for the dentist. And after he sanded down that first tooth and put that cover on, dude, for the last couple of weeks, I've had the sharpest nerve pain uh-huh. in my mouth. It feels like sirens yeah. going off in my head. That hurts like me. When I, when yeah, I feel it, it, it drives me crazy and only lasts like five, 10 seconds and goes away. And the dentist kept saying to me, he's like, dude, you probably need a root canal. You probably need a root canal. Um, like, so no, I don't, I'm, no, I'm, I'm I looking don't. at root canals like, yeah. fingers, fingers like, crossed. Like, dude, crossed. they're like, they're like almost $2,000 to get like a, what? root canal. like it's insane.
3: And, but, and these are, and th- this is insurance for things that you know you'll need. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're, Everybody needs the dentist at some point, whether it's very little or a lot. Well
0: but I think, I think everybody needs it, but people opt not to to right. go there Absolutely. rather than paying like you know a smaller amount of money on a monthly basis to have that access to the more affordable care. and so that's why I started looking into it in the last couple of weeks, and like I found out I could be getting insurance for you know dental plus for like 60 ish dollars a month, um, which will then encourage me to go more often. <laughs> Number 1 take care of myself uh take care of my health ooh, better and be ooh. more consci- conscientious about it and then and then have a more affordable bill at the end of all of that
3: now, yeah. now this is something that I'm thinking of coming up in this is is when you're going you the best the best thing to do is, is is to start early and and the biggest obstacle and I'm sure like a do you see this happening and how do you go about fixing it is that young people think that they are invincible and i'm in that category yeah <laughs> i don't have there's a bunch of there's a bunch of insurance products that i've been pitched like i've got friends that are in the insurance biz i've been pitched many times <laughs> and very aggressively <laughs> not that aggressively <laughs> friendly aggressively but i've never gone for it even though i know you know i'm not young forever and i might not be healthy forever. And again, no. this is a conversation that's for people who are sick and people who aren't because we all we no one knows what's going to happen. How do you get people to understand the actual importance of getting that when they think that nothing's ever going to go wrong?
1: Well, it, it's funny that you say that because sometimes even when you you've seen situations where insurance has been and i guess this i'm speaking from the advisor side of the ta- side of the table right now is that even when you have seen the benefits that insurance can have uh, or or how bad it can be when in, there isn't insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes even when you're having that conversation you feel you're pitching because you perceive that the the person on the other side feels like you're pitching. And so you've got this debate in your head going like, I swear like this, it's such a good thing. Right. But, but the thing is, I mean, young people and I exact same thing, right. I mean, we buy on, on value and perceived value. So if we haven't had any circumstances in our life where we've gone, you know what, that makes a lot of sense. Or one of those things that sets you back, like uh, going to see the dentist after 10 years, right. That, uh, it's 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 in those moments when you look at that and go, oh <laughs> shit! Like that, I really wish I would have done that, or that makes sense. And there's so, a d- lot d- of
3: uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of instances where where after a certain event happens, that insurance is not the same as it was before. Yeah, well, it.
4: say you get uh, you come you get cancer and you didn't really have any health insurance good luck getting health insurance
3: yeah I mean, now that
1: you've got cancer because no one you know there's no no one no one's going to insure you and that's it the good news there is that uh, one thing i'll mention on that is that let's say you do is is you could still get health insurance but with say an exclusion for cancer, because right. you're right. I mean, once something like that happens, it's it's impossible, or you'd be paying a, a ton yeah. to try and get something like that in place. But you can get insurance with exclusions. Yeah, right. Uh, so that they'll say, "Look, we'll get everything else covered." Uh, but you've yeah. already
3: got this, so we're not going. You're not. You can't. You can't hire us to pay this low monthly sum and get us to cover the thousands yeah. of dollars that this treatment's going to cost. Or even you.
4: even life insurance is another one to think about in those kinds of scenarios, right? It's like, for example, for me. Uh, as soon as I was born, my parents, uh, they, I, I'm pretty sure they just like straight up were like, all right, let's get life insurance on Jer. Beautiful. And they got Before some. Before sort of, you
3: knew that you had CF?
4: Yes. Wow. Yeah. Which I'm super lucky because after they found out I had CF, uh, they would not have been able to take out the same insurance policy that they did initially when they, they took out that insurance. Okay. So that's great. Here's, here's uh, uh the, the flip side to that, that sort of scenario, um, and well, I don't know, maybe, maybe not, but this is just kind of like an interesting thing. As I was, as I was growing up, my parents were told, oh, don't worry about saving for Jeremy's university money because there's this, there's this fund that will go towards essentially paying for his schooling. Hmm. And, and it was like people with cystic fibrosis, like didn't have to worry about it. Until I got, when I turned 15, this thing was like abolished and my parents were like, oh no, we don't have anything saved for you now. And now you like, you, you don't, this thing doesn't even exist for you to qualify to get this like funding to go to school. Dude, that's um, like the story of your life. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like you, like that story translated directly over to the way that you live your life, and then you turn thirty, and you're like, "Oh, oh no, shit. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
4: I'm way older than I thought I would be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like that, this whole idea, this whole concept of like be just, and not that my parents would have had any idea that that would have been a, an outcome, but yeah. just to just to sit down and go, well, let's just think about this for a minute. You know, what are all possible outcomes from here on and how do we plan for like the best, the best outcome, you know, Um, which is for sure not something some young strapping buck who is like playing junior hockey and you know, partying it up and thinks, thinks he's inv- invincible mm-hmm. is just not going to, is not going to like consider.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That is so hard, especially is it with, I mean, there's a program that you're dependent on or, or mm-hmm. you think is going to be there and then the rug gets pulled under. <laughs> Man, I, uh, I I think I I got crushed while you were telling that (laughs) story, just hearing about it. But, uh, and that's hard. And that's why it's so hard. I mean, even with those things, I mean, we talk about the CPP and and all that sort of thing. um, And I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, from all indications, the CPP is really well funded, but Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't, you can't depend on just that Canadian Pension Plan. That's right. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, Jared. Jared, Jared like just happy
3: He didn't know what it was. You know, I know. Jared did say that I mean, he didn't know what it was, I and I'm glad. It. I'm glad we came around to it. We, I'm glad you came around to it without saying. Oh say. man, I pieced it together. Here
1: I am at the start. I'm like, advisors have to be able to uh, separate all this <laughs> yeah. and be able to say in layman's <laughs> turn. And then I'm like, oh, yeah. by the way, I'm going to use jargon and CPP acronyms everywhere. a jerk. this is a good segue.
4: As someone, okay, I live with a. A uh, uh, chronic, uh, fatal disability. I don't know what. I don't really understand what the Canadian Pension Plan is. Uh, I, I, I mean, from what I can gather, it's for people who you, you're done work, you've retired, and now this is like a sort of um, financial. Uh, uh, f- uh, I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? Pension. Like, like, sure. Sure. I, well, I wasn't going to say pension. I was, I was just going to say like a financial sort of like support that happens to be there that you can use to live
1: off of. Yeah. For like the, a
3: financial safety net. A safety yeah. net. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Good call. Um, uh, is is it do I kind of have the gist of it yeah nailed it because okay. really I mean with with every with every every dollar that you're and you're paying a little bit into the CPP program <laughs> and, the, and the thought is there to, uh, under the Canada pension plan is that that's a government or a uh, pension that the government offers um, so through all those contributions from everybody working and contributing they're putting that all into a pot and in, investing as it sits right now uh, and when it comes time either you're there are a bunch of different options but you can take it a little bit early at age 60 if you'd like uh, it's a little bit less than if if you'd wait until 65, uh, you could take it at well actually technically you can start taking it at any of those ages after 60, but the longer you put that off, it actually kind of increases the benefit okay. that that it'll pay you each but month. But 60
4: is the earliest. 60 yeah. is the earliest. Now, that a 60-year-old with cystic fibrosis these days is a fucking dinosaur. Is all right. That is an ol- that is an old 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 ass person. There's not a lot of there's not a lot of us out there that 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 lasts that long. So what what is there anything out there that exists for people in 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 my shoes of like someone who's going it varies it is very likely that i won't or is make there it to 60.
3: or is there an exemption to cpp for people who have yeah. chronic illnesses that will you know most what likely now,
1: that's interesting guys i don't think that there's an exemption necessarily but that doesn't mean while there's not necessarily a a maybe Jeez, because I'm trying to say, Like the, for instance, the RDSP, the Registered Disability Savings Plan. That one's hard because that's a little bit longer term as well, or a little bit right. longer term oriented.
4: Well, that's something that I actually have. So this is something that my wife Bridie and I okay. have like,
1: um,
4: uh, started over the last uh, I don't know, like a year and a half or so. Yeah. Um, actually, this is my mom calling right now. Yo, can we answer this? And, yeah.
3: And ask her about finances.
4: Yeah, let's actually. I just want to ask her about that fucking thing that she. Uh, sure. Hey, mom.
2: Yeah.
4: Uh, we're actually just recording the podcast. I got a question for you. Yeah. Um. Remember <laughs> when um, uh, when I was young and coming up, and you guys thought you didn't have to save money for me for university.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> You're real chatty today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks, <laughs> Jeremy. Thanks. I- Night shift. oh i'm sorry uh, well here let, let me ask you just real quick what 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 did you guys why did you guys not save money for me for university um
2: because at one point um the government were paying for people that had disabilities to go to university
4: and then and then that kind of got like abolished or something
2: and then it got, then it got changed they changed i don't know what year that was
4: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um and then I guess my other question would be did you and dad ever like face any financial um sort of woes in trying to raise me as a as a child with a disability?
2: Um well the biggest struggle was when you decided to go to, when you know when we found out we weren't going to get that money, then we were like oh shit, like how are we going to get them to university? And then um when you decided you wanted to go to uh, Acadia the first year,
4: that's when Dad decided to start selling drugs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: that um, was the year. Know,
2: we was, we, like we got we got refused for a student loan for you.
3: Oh uh, shit. I be, for
0: the same reason then, I probably did
4: wait why did I get refused a student loan well, couldn't pay it back because
0: we were couldn't making the, well no. they
4: figured we were
0: making too much money yeah. right. so they said right. no you're denied a student loan and then you
2: should see the letter that we wrote up t- to the government that dad wrote up like you read it it made, it made us I don't know if we still have it or not but anyway when I read it like we, I was like Jesus, whoever reads this is going to cross.
3: Hey, fuck you, you fucking <laughs> No, fuck. I don't think Cobb went that
4: direction. <laughs> I think they were tugging heartstrings. <laughs>
2: yeah, dad wrote all everything. Like, anyway, between the two of us, we wrote it up and just said, no, we were, you know, we have you wanting to go to university. And, um, you know, we didn't save for it. I mean, we have a little bit of money, but I mean, cripes, uh, it costs like so much money. We wanted you to do whatever you wanted to do. And then when we t- applied for the student loan, we got denied. So then we had to fight to try to get a student loan. And anyway, we wrote a letter. We, we did get approved.
3: <laughs> nice. After That's amazing. <laughs>
4: Excellent. Well done, Mom. So, um, uh, yeah. what, what, about, what about when you guys had to uproot and move to Halifax? Was that a financial like, kind of bitch for you guys?
2: No, we did okay, because, like, Dad came here and got a job, and, I mean, the thing is, we sold our home in Newfoundland, so then to start off here, you know, and then I took a little time off. I stayed off work for a couple years, went on unemployment, and stayed home with you guys to get you settled. So it was a little struggle first, because we moved down to the valley, and I hated it. I want. I wanted to go home every day.
0: That's <laughs> where I'm John's from. That's, that's, where, that's, that's where our guest is that's our class from. <laughs> <laughs> we
1: what? should put that on the billboard.
4: <laughs> <laughs> our guest is from the valley, and you're just like, I hate the valley. Is. You what? Ask her do, you, do you know we're Centerville. Is, yeah, John. Uh, <laughs> miss, miss John, do you know we Centerville is? Okay, Mom. All right. Uh, uh, okay, well, Mom, uh, that was great. Thanks for... Thanks for, um, giving us a little bit of insight into how financially, uh, uh, challenging it's been so far. Oh, all right. wasn't too bad. We managed. All right. Yeah. All
3: right. Great. Thanks. And Jeremy,
0: Jeremy has managed to clean up that rash you were calling about. <laughs> okay. All right. All
3: right. Love I'll talk to you later. Bye. That, that was, was well, what a well-timed call yeah, that was. The, <laughs> the comedic timing
1: that too, way eh? It's like, oh, the Valley, we hated that. Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. We, we had to get the hell out of there as soon as
0: possible. But, it, it, um, I, Oh. Uh, I was just gonna say about the student loan thing too. Like I mentioned earlier, that my parents were separated and uh, they weren't officially divorced at that point. So when I went and applied for a student loan, they they combined their income, hmm. and I got denied for it when they neither one of them <coughs> would support me hmm. in going to university, and I had no money myself. So like that is it's a ridiculous way that they. They do that, but I mean, sometimes they just have to have those blanket yeah. protocols in yeah. place, and it's frustrating.
1: And, and it's a bit odd too, because I mean, for example, I mean, I I, I talk with some uh, people who have children or parents, I guess I should say, and they will uh, say well are are you looking at putting any money away for education they may say well you know what no i uh, i i i put myself through school and i expect that my children will do the same um but yeah if they get there and then these you know those are parents that have a high level of income well that's that's not going to be an option because yeah. they're they're not going to mm-hmm. be approved for that but one of the things that she said as well is actually exactly because it's i mean especially that situation right i mean you're depending on that program uh, the entire time the rug gets pulled out from it. Uh, and then, um, uh, geez, what was the other part? Oh yeah. And then it, it declined through student loans. I mean, that, that absolutely like sounds like something. And I yeah. like that she did is like go to an MLA's office, like talk. It's like, this is, this is one of those things that fell through the cracks or, <laughs> yeah. or that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that right. shouldn't happen. So it sounds like they made it right, but Oh, what a, what a stressful yeah, I mean, process in the meantime, super stressful, right? Like, oh. I mean, that's,
4: I, I mean, I, Again, like I can't even imagine having been in my parents' shoes in finding out that news. That like, oh my God, we we thought he was good to go, and now and now it looks like he might not get a university education, which was very important for them. It, you it's know? it's wild to think of how like think of
0: how illness can totally changed the path oh my God. Of, of people's lives like and especially mm-hmm. people who don't have to deal with it i mean who who aren't affected affected in their own bodies by it, but like a family for example who yeah. who gives birth to a child with cystic fibrosis and your parents probably had goals and dreams and aspirations yeah. and and plans for where they were going to live and and how they were going to Raise their family on uh, uh, Newfoundland, and then and then all of a sudden they have to completely change the course of their lives mm-hmm. to provide the best care for their their kid. Like that's yeah. that's wild. So
3: I hear um, so I hear a good direction to go in that in what you just said there, Bry. Which is a question that I've kind of been one to ask over the last few minutes is is um, somebody who's lived their life. I mean, this is super common. Cancer. Let's just take cancer for example. Something that's like fucking crazy common. And somebody lives a good chunk of their life going, I'm healthy. I am planning to live to like whatever that average age is, the 80 something. And they're planning, they're planning financially for that. And then, and let's say they do have a, they have a, they have a good head on their shoulders around financial planning. And then boom, you get cancer and the prognosis is not very great and things are going to drastically change. And you've got, or, or, or in the case that somebody hasn't been financially planning and they're going to, they're, they're, they're given a a shitty diagnosis. Like what should that person start to think about? Because coming to this conversation, this is the big thing that I was thinking about is, is a lot of people probably don't understand what happens to their like debts and what happens financially in their life when they die.
4: That was a big thing that came up with Bridie and I,
3: because it doesn't just go away. Once
4: we got married, it was like, you know, prenup, <laughs> yeah, yeah, which, which we did not do. Uh, but once we got married, about like that was a big we thing that came pre- up. Brady realized, pre- like, holy yeah, shit, yeah, there's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff that if Jerry, if you die, I'm left with, yeah, and you know, like your
1: student loans, your line of credit, your, you know, all of these things. So, and it's just so interesting that you say that because there are some there are some misconceptions around that because sometimes the debts will go away and mm-hmm. sometimes they won't, just depending on how they're set up and. And such, so so the big thing the big thing with that is is that if 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 a debt is, is joint or if somebody else's name is on it, uh, it then then that is something that remains with the survivor and then that's where that's where insurance really comes into play because you might buy a home together mm-hmm. uh, and then one of you passes away, and it's it, it that mortgage payment is dependent on two incomes to support it. well, now you're looking at the option, well geez, do we have to sell the home uh, do I have to sell off some assets I mean if that's even an option mm-hmm. uh, you know what do we what do we do here? So that's where insurance kicks in, uh, hopefully, and, and takes care of some of those things. But if it's if it's student lines of credits, uh, line of credits when when you pass away one of the things that's going to be listed in your will um, is is who your executor is going to be so who is going to uh, essentially or, or go to where all your accounts are and say look this has happened and uh, <coughs> uh, so I, I I'm here to let you know here's the plan yeah right. this is it so I mean if there's money in the estate um, that that executor is uh, is then going to take those funds and and pay off the estate with them um, or, or pay off any of the debts in the estate with them. Um, however, if there's if there's just not money in the estate to do it, um, then then no, that's those are debts that can't be taken care of. It's not left with that person personally to have to mm. go and pay them. And I do hear that sometimes, like, well, you know, my husband, geez, he had, he had a seven thousand dollar credit card. Um, what am I going to do? And it's like, well, you, you don't act, you don't have to pay that because it's sole and there's not funds in the estate to do it. So uh, okay. meeting with somebody, especially in regards to end of life planning, is is huge because mm-hmm. there's. So many different things that you can do to keep money out of uh, the estate are not considered part of the assets of the estate. Right. Okay, um, okay,
0: okay, okay. Wait, 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 So what I'm hearing is that bridey can transfer all of the funds from her credit card over onto Jeremy's credit card right before he dies, and then <laughs> nobody will have to pay that back. Right? Right? You hear this, babe. <laughs> Baby, <are you> listening.
3: <laughs> Sound financial advice. <laughs> Sound financial <laughs> <laughs> advice. Think of your
4: I do want to. I do want to just to circle back because right before my mom called, we were talking about CPP,
1: right, and, right, right.
4: and how and how someone like myself really likely d- will not have the option of like you know drawing from m- my pension. Um,
3: but to, uh, just to like insert a little piece into there sure. before you finish that is, if you're not going to be able to get it ever, why are, should you have an exemption to pay into it? Because if there's not an exemption for you to yeah, get it early, dude. then why the hell do you have to pay
1: into it? Yeah. You're never – dude, 60 Yeah, John. Years? Yeah, John. <laughs> I mean <laughs> – and, and why? <laughs> why, why do I have to pay into this shit? <laughs> it's a good question. Let's go down to an MLA office right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean like – so you, you know, that is a
3: – that, that does strike me as more of a governmental question is that – I mean, for example, I own a business. Hmm. I can't pay my, into my own EI. Hmm. I'm not allowed to do that. Right. So I'm exempt from paying EI. Right. Because oh, interesting. Because I can't I can't lay myself off and then claim a government fund. That sounds fair. So so why should somebody yeah. who is probably, you know, statistically not going to see the other side of 60? I'll tell you why. Pay into that. Because
0: that Justin Trudeau is a communist. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa.
4: So, but he's handsome, though, right? he's that's very, all that handsome. Not, just kidding I actually like him <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay so, so and that's a good question that is a good question yeah. who knows what the answer
1: is and there's one thing that does come into play there though is the CPP survivorship pension so there are a whole bunch of different rules uh, about it but let's say Jimmy you pass away um, and I, geez, I'm so sorry what was your wife's name? Brighty. so at that point depending on um age and such is she actually will receive or should receive and i shouldn't say will i apologize i have to look into yeah, sure. it but as to the different age bands and such but there actually is a survivorship pension under the cpp that she okay. could then okay. receive okay so there there is a portion of that but i mean it, it's certainly not per, it, it, whether or not it would make up for the amount that you contribute into it sure. who knows but who there's knows? a little bit of a give there's back something there, there. Right. Okay. that's yeah. good to
4: know i've never i never knew about that yeah. so so okay so so cpp was like you know, it's something that I likely will not draw from at uh, while I'm alive. But this RDSP, yes. the, the retirement disability savings plan. That's it. Okay,
1: so or registered sorry registered, registered disability okay. Okay. registered
4: disability savings, plan, disability savings plan. This is something that we Brady and I started like uh, two years ago or a year ago, not long ago. And uh, I I went to that meeting with uh, I believe it was a financial planner right. with Bridey. Um, and I felt like a f- three year old kid just basically being led by the hand into this like big <laughs> building. I sat down in the chair and was like playing with the fucking clock on the desk. I-, I had no idea what the hell
3: was going on. Someone asked you if you wanted to open up a kitty account. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: yeah. yeah they, You're they playing
4: give. with those, those those things yeah. you slide the little cars on, the, yeah. know, like doctor's they gave me a, gave me a, a toy debit that. card, anyway. Yeah. So we open this thing right. and uh, I still don't really quite understand what it is, how it works, why I, why it benefits me right. aside from I see that there's money there. Yep. Now, can you describe can you explain to me and to the listeners what an RDSP is and why someone would want to uh, consider that in their life?
1: Yeah, you bet. The RDSP is uh is one and a I'm not surprised, I guess that there's a lot of misinformation out there about it because it's not one to be completely honest with you that comes up commonly. So once it was an account that I learned more and more about, um, is it's just one that has to have a much better job being being spoken about? Because I think once you qualify for it, I think you know you get one of those letters uh, from the government that, that you know all the font is the same and it's all one color and there's there's yeah. nothing about it that would that would indicate that geez there's some really good news you know, <laughs> yeah. on, on, on this piece yeah. of paper. Is, is
4: that why it's because it's it is such an awesome thing? Like if you do
1: qualify for it, it's
4: like whoa, guys oh, this is
1: great. Well man. I mean yeah because when you look at this account I mean it, it as long as you qualify. For for the disability tax credit that that's pretty well that's the that's that's I shouldn't say that's the ticket but that's what enables you to go get uh an RDSP um is so, that
3: something you're paying into yeah DSP.
1: yeah a li- well yes and no because actually there is there is a certain amount uh, is there's grants and bonds matched by the government that are right. paid into this account but in regards to uh, accounts that you can contribute into and have a benefit like uh say the uh the education one and such there's government grants and if you can Contribute to the RRSP, uh, a retirement one. There's, you know, you get some returns on it and uh, uh, some savings on your taxes and such. But with the RDSP, it, it's the richest or the, the 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 account that has the most return on it in regards to grants and bonds from the government. Depending on on the family income level, uh, if you put a hundred dollars into this thing, the government will put in three hundred. Yeah. Uh, whoa. Yeah. yeah it, so three. said something
4: the other day. She was like, "Oh yeah, Jerry, By the way, like if we can put this much money into the." thing like they they'll give us this much money and i went
3: <laughs> that makes no sense <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <what>?
4: <laughs> like, like we won the fucking lottery or something but the thing is i can't touch it for 10 years and
1: that's the thing It
4: sits there for 10 years yeah cannot touch it after 10 years i think we are allowed to like yeah do something
1: with it yeah once funds are in there for 10 years they become <laughs> available um, right. And even I'm, if you're not even if you're still working uh, geez, you know what? I would have to look exactly as to what it is, is uh, the, the exact intricacies of that account. I, I apologize. I, I can't remember exactly what it is, but once the funds are in there for 10 years is I do believe they're accessible, but I think there might even be, once you hit 49, I don't think you can contribute to it anymore. Right. But once Ooh. the funds are in there for 10 years, I believe you can begin uh, withdrawing them again.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm curious to know, um, um, I'm a realtor as well. Okay, and uh, one of the things that I'm curious about with that is, I, I know with the uh, with an RSP account, you can actually take some money out of that account and use it towards uh, a down payment on a house. Right. Uh, the money has to be in your account for 90 days beforehand. Then you can take it out, and you have 10 years to pay that back into the account. But right. it's credited into the account like it's like it's never been removed. Right. Is it? Is that?
1: Could you do that with an RDSP account? I don't believe, and actually, I uh, I, I looked into that actually last summer, and it, I'm embarrassed to say I can't remember exactly what that is. But I have a hunch that that was. I don't believe that the RDSP has that same availability. Uh, mm. geez What I could do is check into that though and shoot the uh, podcast back and uh, an email or something, yeah, like yeah. That, just we, to be able we, to insert. We could is,
0: yeah, put, we could put it in the uh, in the blog post that we yeah. Put okay. this that exactly.
3: would be a good, a good little snippet of information. Because I mean, in theory, if you could do that, mm. which Again, we don't know if you can or you can't. But if you could do that, it'd be similar to you know being able to draw on that before that ten years is up, and invest in an asset.
1: Which sounds too good to be true, right now? Yeah, and I don't. I'm ninety five percent sure that you can't. But I, I, I'll I'll check just to be certain on that one. Here's a question that you probably
4: can answer. Uh, One thing I've noticed about this RDSP, so like once we put the money in. Uh, we we started to see it like grow over time. Right, it was really neat. Like going in, be like, oh wow, look at that! It's like gone up, a, you know, like a thousand dollars in the last whatever. And then and then something happened, like in the world, and uh, went back on, and it like dropped like a significant amount of money. Right, and I was like, what? What is it? I, it feels like I'm Donald Trump got elected. This- yeah, honestly, it was something <laughs> like that. Like there was some sort of like. Some sort of big thing that that kind of shook the um, the like world financial system, right. and, and so. I saw a direct result in my RDSP. Right?
1: How, why? Well, the so when you when you open up an RDSP, so you put your money and government puts in their money, and you think, cool, that's pretty good. Lots of money on this one. But then uh, you can take it further and say, all right, well, I want to. The money's in there, but what's it doing? Like, what's it earning while it's in there? Mm-hmm. So I've put in a hundred dollars. Government's put in three hundred. We'll say it's that situation. So now there's four hundred dollars in there. Okay. So how how is that money now going to grow? So you've got different options as. The what you can do and actually so what it sounds like in this case is it would be invested in a mutual fund or, or in the market in some manner does mm-hmm. uh, say mutual fund yeah beautiful. you're
3: basically allowing you're allowing the, uh, the the you're allowing the government or the bank to reinvest that money
1: good question so actually technically in this case neither because um, what would happen is, is you would go through and and uh, when you're meeting with your advisor they go okay well here's the options um, and then based on, on you know your risk profile um, uh, your, your time horizon or how long you're looking to invest And geez, I should explain those things depending on how long you're actually looking at investing the, the money for what the purpose is, how long it's going to be in there, um, how how you feel about fluctuations in the market? So one of the questions I say is, "Hey, you know, we got we got a thousand dollars in here. If you wake up in six months and it's it shows at seven hundred, other than calling me and and calling me a couple names, how's that make you feel?" Yeah. Um. So, but I remember when he was asking us these
4: questions. Okay, he was asking me sort of like um uh if he was asking me how I feel about gambling at a blackjack table. He oh, didn't my. say any of those words, but that's I was kind of like. Do you mean like when I'm gambling? Like, how do I feel about throwing down a little more, like being a little risky with my bet? Right. And 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 so I I basically responded with like, yeah, I'm okay with I'm okay with
3: rolling the dice. I'm okay <laughs> with a little bit of risk. A, 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 rolling the dice might be a little bit of a uh, of a of a, <laughs> a not an accurate term. I know what you mean by it. But in the market is much less of a roll of the dice well, than a roll. Yeah, of Yeah, no, dice.
4: no, no, no. <laughs> of course, but of course, but, but what like I think what he was trying to get to was that there is you can play things very safely,
2: mm-hmm.
4: and and maybe not see any fluctuation at all, or you can play things a little more risky. <laughs> And yeah. see fluctuations that
1: might be very high or very low. This is it. Uh, so that's it. And and the thought with that would be is for the more risk or volatility that you take <laughs> on is over time on average annuals, you would see higher returns than mm. if you took on something that was lower risk. Right. So by investing, at and I mean, there's always volatility in the market. I mean, everything going on in the world right now is crazy. But I, I mean, you, you you look at any other period of, of 10 years uh, in history, I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on that yeah. uh, that could rattle in, mm-hmm. in the markets and it, it ends up coming back. So there's always, there's volatility within the market. But like I say, the thought is with the with with taking on more of it is that allows you to participate in more of the ups because the the market so far is is up much more than it's down. So there's there's that chance that you're sitting through uh, investments going down and that's never fun. Mm. Um, but uh, so it's really, as long as you're going in there and they'll, they'll go through a full profile of what it is that you're investing in so that you understand hopefully you know what you're investing in um, so that if things are going up and down, kind of going okay, I don't like this but I, I know what the long term game is on yeah. this and that makes yeah. me a little bit more comfortable with it and, and on paper, I mean some people may get that and say look I, I get that over time it may earn more but I'm not going to sleep at night and that's that's right. the other right. thing you got to look at to say if it's going to do that the, it's not worth it, it to, to see that, right? you got to be able to sleep at night at the same time right so yeah Yeah, for me i just look at it and and i'm like this isn't my money like it's 10 (laughs) years away like
4: i'm i likely i might not be here so but
3: really cool look how it went up and down like that um I, i wanted to put a little uh like a little a little portion in here kind of in this uh whatever like midway maybe a little past midway in this conversation and go um i think that this is an awesome conversation because it's it's four people sitting around having like a fairly informal back and forth, tossing around questions that a lot of people either are wondering about or 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 didn't or weren't wondering about, but need to know, and it's helpful to know. And or, at the same or time, kind
4: of were wondering about and, and didn't want to face it because it stresses them abs- out too absolutely. much.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. And and around this, and I know that in this conversation, and you can't avoid it. We start to use yeah. we start to use words and languages and acronyms and you know It can be challenging, and I just want to put it out there from my personal perspective as somebody who isn't sick uh, currently, but began a path of financial literacy about a year ago. Around and the the impetus for that was because of I own I own a business, and I took on doing the bookkeeping for that business, and um, so I kind of started diving into reading a lot of articles and reading a lot of financial financial things that then yielded me. I mean, think of it like anything else. You know, you didn't know how to walk. At one point, you didn't know how to walk. That's a challenge. You had to get there and do it. You had to practice it and and go through it a ton. And just like everything else in life, you've got to kind of practice it. And I think that, and I was saying this before the conversation, that I have... Going back and going, you know, going through a, a, an article and seeing all this language, all these terms that are used in the financial world, world to describe your investments and your taxes and all this stuff, which at the very first outset, you look at that and it just sounds and looks like gibberish. Yeah, And then you can take and amass a lot of these terms and a lot of the terms that we're that we're throwing around and, and, and explaining l- largely and see what the definitions, what are these words and terms mean And then getting a basic idea of a lot of these terms that you see coming up in financial literacy, and then everything else starts to make more sense. And it is something kind of
4: falls into place. It
3: is something that does. It's you know this conversation is a really great. I hope it's a really great catalyst for people to start going. Okay, I'm getting an idea of what this is and why this is important to me, whether I'm sick or not. Especially if you're sick, Um, and and starting that path of of figuring out what a lot of this stuff means because it gets so much easier, like so much easier. It's Dude, insane.
0: I, I, I couldn't agree more on how important that is because I, I find I'm kind of... I don't know if I have the opposite feeling about this than the than the average person, but whenever I have a conversation about my personal finances, I end up feeling better about them. Absolutely. And, and, and I think that the when you go around the day to day and you and you're worried about your finances and you have no kind of vision of what the future of that looks like then that's where the stress comes from and to talk about being healthy versus unhealthy mm-hmm. i think a lot of our mental health or mental m- mental illnesses come from the stresses that we face about trying to you know set up our lives in the way that we we want to live them and you know that boils down to the what you're financially able to do like your financial freedom in a lot of ways will allow you to live without some of those major stresses that you face like jerry you talk about how fucking stressful finances are to you right Mm -hmm. and like even the thought of it but if you actually go in and speak to someone who can explain that to you in a way that you understand it then you can go oh I feel better about this. Yeah. I can the understand more you, it and the then, more then it you, takes that stress away.
3: The more that you figure out, like the the less foggy the this this conversation becomes as you have it more and more, the more you realize how many things are out
1: there for you to take advantage
3: of and to make your money do more for you. And it
1: is it is scary. It's funny. I mean, you're talking about the just the, the amount of anxiety that you, the level that you can bring your anxiety down by actually yeah. addressing these things. I mean, yeah. I, I, uh, I'd I be the first to admit, I was in the industry when I bought my first home. And I, uh, geez, when was that? 2012, doesn't matter. Anyway, when I bought it, I still remember the day I was sitting there on my computer... Nova Scotia power bill comes in. I'm like, I'll pop that open. I have something like I want to say 403 bucks, which is either really low or really high, depending on where you're living (laughs) and such. (laughs) But I can still remember feeling physically ill for, for a, probably a day and a half because that was above what I budgeted for. I did yeah. not think it was going to be that amount. So, I mean, the, uh, I, I had to go back to it. And even working in the industry at that point, I wasn't somebody who sat down and wrote my budget down every single month and said, okay, this is my net income and here are the things that have no discretion on them and here's the things that I have discretion on uh it 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 took about a week after that before i finally did that and said okay and then made adjustments so i found out that i am good at at 17 degrees in the house or uh or or Mm -hmm. cutting cable and uh, Mm -hmm. which uh, hopefully nobody from bell is listening i may have got my cable at that time so i did without jay and dan over at tsn for a little while (laughs) but uh but uh you know that's those are the things as long as you have that awareness of it then at that point like you say it's an it reduces that anxiety over it because you kind of go, okay. Well, I know what I can. This isn't preferable. This isn't what I. I. I don't like that this is happening. But this is where I can make some cuts, and this is how I can make mm. it happen. And
3: and something that's uh, that's kind of popping up for me is 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 bringing it back to the side of uh, of people living with illness, whether you find out you get it or or you've been living it with it forever is. And something that comes up on the show a lot is that that il- those illnesses tend to make you live more in the moment. Mm-hmm. And maybe a side effect of living more in the moment and mm-hmm. having this great perspective of presence makes it more difficult to think about the longer term. Amen. Right? I,
4: dude, I like I you you hit the nail right on the head, which is exactly like which is exactly where I've been coming from. It's like I, well, future, what future? I don't think about my future cuz I don't have one. <coughs> at least that's how I've always looked at things. So of course that's going to play a direct role into how I relate to things like future planning for my financials. Mm. Like again, I don't look at future because it's like oh, all I have is now. All I have is now because now is going to run out. And real there's soon.
3: something so great about that about that now 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 frame of mind. Mm-hmm. But, but also something that is, that is very. Uh, irresponsible. Yeah, it brings diminishing returns. It does. Like you kinda have to be of two minds. <laughs> nice mm. use of words for for
4: yeah, dude. Like <laughs> nailing it on both sides of things, <laughs> the financial side of things and like it, you you hit it was like a metaphorically perfect term. Financial. Diminishing pun. returns. Yeah, yeah. For the win. For the win. Um one thing that I'm I am curious about though is like, okay, so <clears throat> I'm feeling a little I'm feeling a little better right now about talking about money. And I feel I feel like I'm not I'm not shying away from it. I kind of want to sit and think about it for a bit. Um, say I decide to do that today, and I start to think about all right. Well, what's my what is my if I'm going to make some smart choices based on like short term planning versus long term planning? What are some avenues I can look at? And and to, to, to elaborate on what I mean by that is like, you know. Uh, I very well could get a cold today and have that cold turn into pneumonia next week Mm -hmm. and that pneumonia be this drawn out thing where I'm in the hospital for, you know, upwards of a month. That's going to like really screw me up financially. You know, it's like I'm going to have a hard time making rent. I'm going to have or, a hard time
0: paying with the I can car tell belt. you. I can tell you one thing. Well, we could just get our Patreon supporters to, you know, donate <laughs> right now. Head <laughs> on over to patreon.com slash sickboy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that fun. will
4: really help support Jeremy when he goes to the You hospital. know what's really <laughs> funny is like, for real, <laughs> yeah. actually. I, but, I know, actually. But <laughs> let's say let's say that, uh, that that just fell through and all of our patrons were like, we're done with you. Um, what are What Please are some don't. things that someone can like, think about or consider for mm. for moments like that in life versus like the long-term planning.
1: Yeah, of course and and that, that's that's the hard one too. I mean, and especially say you're 25 years old, the odds of something like that happening are much greater than than dying in in most cases. Mm-hmm. Um so that's that's another one of those things right? where you buy based on value and until you see that value, well then at that point it's a little bit too late. So yep. some of the things that are available out there um, are, are different types of insurances and I know it came up a little bit briefly earlier um, but even something like a disability insurance and let's say you're working at, at, at three different jobs um, as long as when you go in um, for for that appointment or when you have to make a claim, as long as you can verify what that income, overall income is, is there's probably a disability type of coverage there for you. Mm. So you you probably want to be prepared for a month because sometimes there's a waiting period on some of these insurances, but to have something Mm. in place so that let's say you are off for a little while or it's three or four months and I see that. I mean, we talk about how, how frequent it is. That's something I see frequently: is is people that are off for a certain amount of time or need a little bit to be able to get through. Um, so, so something like that uh, can be where, where based on that income that you're used to, well, a disability insurance pays through at an amount that that uh, keeps you at at the same net income mm-hmm. essentially.
3: Is that more challenging for someone like Jeremy or somebody with any chronic? disease or illness? Is that
1: more challenging to, to get? Well there can be exclusions uh, so it, it there, with any type of insurance there's usually some exclusions available um, so I mean whether it was a life insurance or whether it was a disability type of insurance, if it wasn't related my thought would be I mean of course there's lots of different companies out there that offer different uh, products so if you see an insurance broker that's something that they can largely mm. uh, go through with you, uh, figure out what the situation is and really advise on on whether there's something that's that's there. What is Salary insurance. Yeah.
4: I, I saw this like w- w- doing a little bit of looking into, you know, pr- preparing for you to come in here and talk to us. I saw yeah. salary insurance. And I was like, the fuck is that? That sounds uh,
3: great. <laughs> insurance yeah. to supplement your salary. I would take a gander. That's at. what
4: I thought. But like, is that is that? It, I, I'm assuming you can only get that if you have a you know a salary paying job. And like, how does that? How does salary insurance? Ch- how is that different from disability Disability
1: part? or EI? I'll be completely honest. Between disability and salary insurance, I'm not positive. But my thought is that they'd be very similar in, yeah. in the way that, because uh, <laughs> I, I know with, with disability insurance I mean I don't think it's something that you necessarily have to have a salary for um, but as Mm -hmm. long as the income is verifiable you can look through and say okay well this is the average amount of income so this is what we'll base the disability on Mm -hmm. so between salary and disability I'm not exactly sure what the difference would be but I mean absolutely a good thing to sit down with somebody that specializes in insurance Mm -hmm. um, to Mm -hmm. to look through and say well what makes the most sense for my situation yeah Yeah. we're,
0: we're getting a little bit into like the insurance broker territory I guess, but i I also do have a question and and that front is like i so I went on the internet and was kind of doing some soft research on on This dental insurance that I was looking for, and and I I felt kind of overwhelmed with all of the options, especially when you type insurance into Google, you get about (laughs) fifteen ad sponsored links at the top of the page.
3: Dude, there's so much insurance, right?
0: So I'm I'm wondering, like, is there an easy way to? Because like, I guess if I ask you which insurance broker to get, then it's like obviously conflict of it. Like, do you have (laughs) a personal recommendation, or like, how do I go about finding the right insurance? insurance
1: provider to actually sit down with and, and find something that's right for me oh that's and that's so hard because I mean that applies to so many different things I mean whether it's the person fixing your car or the uh, or, or the person that you go see for investment advice and then you're looking at insurance the big thing is is that when you sit down with somebody that, that they're listening to you um, and, and that you feel that as well so mm. if you're sitting down and, and they're coming back with things and you're going you know what I really feel if, if they can't come back and tell you what that product is and and, and why it makes makes most sense based on the things that you've told them Either maybe the product knowledge isn't there. Who knows? But but either mm. way, it, you want to make sure that they're sitting down with and you get a really good feeling with them uh, from mm. them, and that they're communicating back to you as to why that's the right fit for your situation.
3: No and, less similar sounding to like people who come in and they talk about the woes of uh, having a mental health issue and finding the right psychologist. Right. right. They yeah. Just, yeah. Like, they just yeah. go. I. You know. I've been. I. am I'm, I'm turned off by the psychology route because I. I. I went to four people. None of them. I ne- didn't feel like any of them resonated with me, I'm sure you could have a similar kind of um, experience in insurance where you just feel like you're not getting, but I mean, there is somebody out there that is, that can work for you and, and, and work best for you. Absolutely. And
4: speaking of that, um, if someone, if say, say I was living in the Valley and I came into the the credit union um, and I was looking to sit down with, with you, John, as a, a financial advisor, how does, how does someone go about doing that? Like, is that a free service that through the credit union itself?
1: Yeah, pretty well. I mean, when you come in and sit down for an appointment, Generally, what we'd be looking for is say, okay, well, what's the situation? How is it that we can help? And and what do we have in our toolbox to be able to to assist and and provide the the solution that really meets that? Or maybe it's not something that we offer, so maybe we uh, refer you up to our say our insurance or investment office up the road, mm-hmm. say in Cambridge, and say, look, this is this is a situation that I think is really best suited to uh, uh or, or somebody who's really best suited to deal. And be able to offer the best solution for you. So, so really, I mean, whether it's calling ahead of time or dropping in and saying, "Look, this is what I'd like to discuss." Sometimes it does take that first meeting to sit down and realize, okay, well, this is actually something that's maybe better, better suited to have somebody else take this conversation from here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, whether you call or or drop in, I'm sure you know people would be happy to sit down. So it's yeah, there's no fees for that. That's that's completely free. And I mean, any any uh, solution or, or product that you might have. I mean, there might be, uh, uh, of course, fees or or uh, charges for that. Sure, but right. that would be the that would be at that point it would be worthwhile because of the benefit that it would be providing anyway.
4: So bananas to me, like to think that that service exists, right? Yet I'm sure there's so many people who could like absolutely use that service, yeah. But don't even think that that's an option. Don't even think that that's like available to them to just walk in and set up a meeting. So but ev- everybody needs it. Like almost and every everybody, person yeah, on yeah. the
0: planet needs yeah, exactly. that,
3: right? I mean, yeah. it's it's in the name. Yeah, it's insurance. It yeah. It insures you in case. Yeah, like, but not a, even insurance, you know, but like, like financial yeah. 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 Financial
1: advisor, like yeah. all of that stuff. Well, and that's the part because that's, <laughs> I mean, just like you said earlier, right? Like, God, I walked in, it was a big building and these guys are probably jerks or whatever. Like that guy's wearing a tie or whatever it might be, right? Every time but, I see someone with a tie, I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> 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 you don't, the three of us don't really wear ties.
0: No.
3: <laughs> hey, I wore a tie. Oh, no, I didn't. I was no. in my Indian garb <laughs> at the <laughs> wedding.
1: Sorry. <laughs> But so, I mean, that's so it really, and that's where it comes from finding somebody that you're comfortable with. If you yeah. go in and that's not somebody that puts you at ease, I mean, that's the, I mean, that, that advisor may be exactly what somebody else is looking for, but it's, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say dating there for a second. Dating the advisor. Yeah, eh? I'm with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you go in, you try that on and say, okay, well, maybe this person is exactly aligned with what I'm looking for. Their style isn't particularly mine. And that, that's par for the course. But, uh, but, but that's the, main thing, right, is is to get in there and see somebody or uh, maybe it's something where you've already done a whole, depending on the way that you take things in and learn, you may, well, I guess I would have people that come in and they're saying, look, I want to find out a little bit more about this. Tell me, tell me what you know, Um, or this is my situation, what best suits and other times you have somebody that comes in that says, look, I've been looking this up on YouTube and Google for the past 30 days. I'm pretty sure I know what it is that I'm looking for. And sometimes you might ask some verification questions to really make sure that, okay, yeah, this this actually is the best solution for you. Mm-hmm. So it's so whether that's something where you do a lot of work on your own before you come in or whether you come in, I mean, that's that's where your advisor is going to meet you where you're at and then t- take it from there. Do
4: you ever have people come in that give you the sort of vibe that, you know, That they kind of think you're... Like the equivalent of like the bank car salesman, and they're like this, this fucking dude's trying to upsell me. Yeah. This guy's trying to push shit on me that
1: I don't. I know I don't need. You ever get that kind of vibe? No, it's it's it. That's such a good question, especially because I mean, this came up in in the last couple of years, right? I mean, there were mm-hmm. there were some employees that came out and said, "Look, we're really being pushed to sell some stuff here," and I, I think mm-hmm. a lot of that. I mean, some of that is probably warranted, um, and then there's other times where it could be that just the process isn't, isn't correct. So right. there might've been say times early in my career where I figured out to say, this would be the best thing for, for my, for, for the client. Um, but I haven't communicated that as to why I think that is. So maybe right. I've listened, um, and, and I've come to that conclusion, but I haven't thrown that back to say, look, you said this, 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 and this. So this is why I think this is the best option. Mm-hmm. And these aren't, um, so, cause if you, if you start or, or, you know, in some cases, is let's say uh, you know they feel they got to sell some visas that week they go in and they're trying to find a reason to to, to push the visa for example right. it's starting from the wrong point so I don't get that as much anymore just because as as you grow within your position you kind of you, you recognize the things that you have to do to ensure that you're showing that <laughs> that value and and that it's the best thing um, so not not as much but when it when say when it comes to insurance and that's that kind and maybe that's in my own head sometimes you're kind of mm-hmm. Think and and I'll even address that sometimes to say now look this may come off as salesy but look this could be really beneficial yeah, and I'll right. tell you why yeah mm-hmm. um, but uh, but and again
4: which also just all all comes back to the like f- find a financial advisor yeah. that that you know that you jive with Absolutely. I think also the, feed, that you get that vibe with and that you can you know sit down and actually like bat back and forth I mean that's the yeah. benefit of
0: like in my opinion the benefit of credit union too is the fact that it is like a co op rather than like really driven by profits because places that are driven by profits are naturally naturally going to want to to sell the more ooh, profitable products ooh, too yeah. right so uh-huh. that certainly is a benefit to like not being pushed or motivated by
1: by profit well and that's it right it's uh, it's certainly for me, I, I like the environment that I go into each day because of that. Now, I did—I I know we were chatting earlier. I used to work at one of those institutions, and I worked with fantastic people who were doing absolutely nothing but the best thing for their, you know, for their clients and uh, all day, every day. But that is the environment that you're in—is that it's it's a mm-hmm. it's a for-profit company. Um, but that's that's not to say certainly that the right things aren't happening though. Yeah. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's absolutely.
4: True. Well, this has been really uh, enlightening for me. I I feel like I've, I feel like there's other people out there listening that feel the same way. I, mm-hmm. I I'm I'm really stoked that you came in, John. This was really great.
3: Yeah. It was. I feel it.
4: like I
0: feel like this this served you know, when we were we were talking at the beginning about like I, I mentioned oh you go to school for so long and we try to cram everything into <laughs> to sixty minutes. But I feel like this was like the perfect stepping stone to getting people to actually like go in and speak with a financial advisor to to learn more. Yeah it's like that perfect catalyst to like open the door. And yeah. you could
3: have more and and you know you could have way you could have more specialized conversations. Like what is it like, you know, what is it to do what do you do when this thing happens? Ooh-hoo. What do you do when that thing I mean Ooh-hoo. you can you can dive in so deep. Like you said, there are so many different avenues and things and situations that merit a different Course of
1: action or whatever it might be for the, for different people. On uh, this, that's exactly it. So no, I, it's an absolute pleasure to come in. And I, I even when we were talking beforehand, right? Just, uh, thank you guys for everything you're doing to further the conversation, be it health and and well, I mean in this case, financial literacy. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, how many people are now maybe going to go or or, or uh, go have a conversation that they might not have otherwise done? So yeah, yeah. you guys have a good great great big role in that. That's yeah, awesome. Thanks. No, thanks
4: a lot. You bet. And thank you all so much for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another fascinating episode, as always. And in the meantime, if you'd like to uh, uh, support and or help us out, um, wait, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You head on over to Apple Podcasts yeah, and you, you just leave a rating and a review, uh, and uh, and those really just help us stay on the iTunes charts so that more people can hear conversations like this and potentially just get like get way richer, you know? And, what i and, and hey Tay,
0: <laughs> hey Tay, what can people do in case Jer ends up in the in the hospital again for a month?
3: Well, uh, if you want to help us and support us a little bit more, and in that case help Jeremy, then you could go to Patreon.com/sickboy and be a contributor. We absolutely love each and every one one of you who have ever helped us out you've helped us come a long way uh, in traveling in uh, meeting new people having new conversations so thank you we appreciate you and we love you
0: and uh, as always a big thank you to Donovan Darth
4: Vader Morgan for the oh,
3: amazing yeah.
4: sound design on this podcast uh, always love that uh, that Darth Vader sound effects that you put on on my voice cool. and on the breathing in the background when, you, when I'm saying this thing so that's great and uh and
0: also thank you to take part for the theme music take part in this dot bandcamp.com if you want to hear more of their
4: amazing songs that is it for this week i'm brian i'm taylor i'm jeremy i'm john and this is sick boy there you go